Julius Adeomi, I'm going through the book of Matthew, Gospel of Matthew, we are now in chapter 27. This is the story about the crucifixion. The, in chapter 26 is where, where the chief priests and the high priests arrested Jesus Christ and tried him in the dead of night. The, what you call it, a kangaroo, a kangaroo court, they call it, you make up a quick court to send somebody in the dead of night and say he's guilty, and they didn't want to wait for the crowd to hear about it. It was a murder, murder plot, that's what you call that. Also, chapter 27. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. So when the morning was come, by the time it's now morning. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas which had betrayed him, was three. when he saw that he was condemned, he repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? Sit down to that. <laughs> Sometimes people might want to repent, it may be too late. That is what you see in Judas Iscariot. People will find themselves in hell because of their sin, and they will want to repent, it's too late by that time. This Judas Iscariot who was wanting money, 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 and he got the money, he betrayed the Messiah, and then he saw what is going to happen now, he wanted to repent, it was too late. The people, then, the people that he got the money from, they are not interested in taking the money back either. They are not interested in taking the money back, they sit down to you, that's not our problem. Verse 5. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hung himself. I'm, I was reading the story of what is going on right now in our generation, 2023, and reading some breaking news in Russia. All of these people that were supporting, some of them were supporting Mr. Putin in attacking Ukraine. There are so many deaths among the Russians. People being killed, even their generals, some of them committing suicide. Either because they realized that the, this thing was failing, that Putin started this attack on Ukraine. I just read another one today. They said another woman that was a Minister of Defense woman was. They say she said they said she committed suicide. Maybe somebody pushed her off the 2016 floor of a building. But they said she committed suicide. These are people that were supporting the war, and this war that they started with uh, against Ukraine was backfiring on uh, on Russia. And they are, they are regretting, perhaps maybe they, they, should have, they should have withdrawn, they didn't want to withdraw. It's becoming like pride. See? But some of them now are committing suicide, some of them are being killed, some of them, so you don't know what is going on, whether it's, committing, whether it's really suicide or they are being attacked or killed. But you see, this same thing, sometimes something may be too late. If you make your wrong decision and you regretted it, it may be too late to repent. That's why you better be careful, be wise. Look at what happened to Judas Iscariot. Eh? He went money, money, money. He got the money and displayed the Messiah. Then after seeing what is going on, he wanted to repent. <laughs> it's too late. 
they are, they are not interested in the money you want to bring it brought back to the temple and find the sheep and say, well, here's your money, I don't want it. Uh, 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 I, I betray the innocent blood. He said, what is that to us? See that to that. And he cast the money, the piece of silver in the temple and he departed and went and hanged himself. Verse 6, and the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, it is not long for us to put it back into the treasury because it is the price of blood. I mean, if you pay something out to, for killing somebody, that's the price of blood. It's not like when you give money to do some bad stuff and the fellow, but the bad stuff is done, they don't want the money back. See, like the, is that what you mean by this? It's the price of blood. So they took the council and bought with them the potter's field to bury, to bury strangers in. Now you have to remember that this story was written many years later, many years after it happened. So it's not like it happened just the same day that he threw the money, they bought potter's field, that's when this one was written. They were right, they were reporting it after almost 10, 20 you know, years after this happened. So that's why they can be telling you what finally happened to that money. That's why they are telling you what finally happened to that money. So they took counsel and bought with them, with the money, the potter's field to bury strangers in. Well, I don't think they bought that the same day, you know, telling us what happened to that money. Wherefore, that field was called the field of blood unto this day, see? So they are just reporting what happened to that money, and the place where they bought was called the field of blood, because they take note of the, that place and try to tag, stigmatize the place as the field of blood. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet saying, and they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him that was valued, whom they of the children of Israel did value, and gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord appointed them. You see that in the book of Zechariah, chapter 11. That was a prophesy that the, the money they took, they used to buy a potter's field, just to fulfill that, that was fulfilling that prophecy. Is the money that this is the money that uh, Judas is going to return, and that was what they used it for. Verse 11 And Jesus stood before the governor. Now, why did that? What is it that is being reported about the money that was used to buy the brother? Because it, everything that was happening to Elijah was fulfilling prophecy. God already saw this thing before it happened. Let's read quickly that Zechariah chapter 11, verse 12. We are Zechariah the prophet, which was many hundreds, almost hundred years or so before the Messiah came, was telling about this money that they will be they will be using like a price of blood. The price they price the Messiah. Because he said, How much are you good to me? They say 30 pieces of silver. So that's why he called the price of selling this man. The price of blood. Zechariah chapter eleven, verse twelve said. This is like, look like, see, when people are, when the prophets are writing these things, they make, they say, couldn't understand it, because God is showing to them like a, like a drama. But they are not seeing the, the picture of what is really going to happen, but they are, it was like, it was pre, pre, presented to them like that. Verse 10 says, from verse 10 to verse 12, I'm going to read the second chapter 11. And I took the, my staff, he was talking in a vision, even beauty, and cut it asunder, that I might break my covenant which I have made with all the people. And it was broken in that day, and so the poor of the flock that waited upon me knew that it was the word of the Lord. And I said unto them, If ye think good, give me my price. And if not, forbear. So they weighed for my price 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said unto me, Cast it into the, unto the potter, a goodly price that I have 
I was prized out of them. And I took the 30 pieces of silver and cast them to the potter in the house of the Lord. You wonder what is that? Many people read, I, I read that chapter and read that story. You wonder what is does it really mean? But you see, God was telling a story in the parable in the vision of Zechariah. He said, that is the price, the value, the price made for 30 pieces of silver. He was talking about this crucifixion where somebody was taking 30 pieces of silver for the price of selling the Messiah to them so they can kill him. And it was being shown to Zechariah in hundreds of years before that that is what is going to happen. So that was why this thing is fulfilling those. This thing is fulfilling that. That was what was read in Matthew chapter 27 verse 9. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, actually it should be Zechariah, also, saying, and they took the 30 pieces of silver, the price of him that was valued, whom they of the children of Israel did value, that was Zechariah the prophet, not Jeremiah, and gave them for the potter's field as the Lord appointed me. Verse 11 now is what I'm reading, verse chapter of Matthew chapter 27, verse 11. And Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are thou the king of the Jews? Now, where did he get that from? Because the soldiers knew what was going on in the, in the street. They saw this man rode into the city with some, a bunch of crowd following and calling Hosanna to the king, Hosanna to the son of David. So, you know, that prophet, that, that's a rabbi. So they are telling the governor, they already told the governor what's going on in the streets. But they, they said there's a prophet that's doing signs and wonders, and he's, a, he's their king, and so away. So they knew what's going on, but they are not getting involved. Now, some days later, this, this, uh, this chief priest brought this man, arrested, and said, they want you to kill him for us. Is that only what they saw this king? Yeah. The, the chief priest didn't like it. They didn't, they didn't agree with it. Ah, they, they are jealous of it. Also. So that, Pontius Pilate now begin to chide with us. Are thou the king of the Jews? Jesus said, thou seest it. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then said Pilate unto them, to him, unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered him to never a word. In so much that the governor marveled greatly. Now at that feast, the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner, whom they would. And they had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? Now Pilate was trying to play a game with them. He didn't want to crucify this man, but these chief priests are saying he should kill him for us. The chief priest brought him to the governor. He said, we cannot, your, your law says we, we cannot kill anybody, but we want you to kill this one for us. Because he said, you have to bring the, anyone you say is, is guilty of death, he has to come before the court of the governor. The governor has to try the case. You can just be deciding it on your own. Stole somebody to death. We want, we want a civilization. That's what the Romans are introducing to the world. Civilized, civilized law. Not jungle law where you just stole somebody because they say you accuse him of this, accuse him of that. No. Bring him before the courts. And so that's why the chief priests and rulers have to bring him to the governor. And say, we want this one killed for us. What did you find against him? Oh, he said he's son of God. He's trying to, they have to say something that will be against Rome. He said he's a UP tax. He's trying to rouse up the people. He said he's king. 
and they are trying to accuse him that he's saying people shouldn't pay tax. He never said that, see. But they are trying to work out some evidence, witnesses. But you see, the governor even knew that he didn't say that. But they are jealous of all the miracles they had he was doing. So he tried to say, okay, I'm going to give them an option. Now the crowd were gathering, not the chief prison, but the crowd, people that were hearing this from the city and gathering. So he, maybe he was facing the crowd and saying, well, I'm going to give them option. If the crowd say they want Jesus released, they will just release Jesus. Okay, Barabbas has been here, who was like a rabble rouser, the soldiers have arrested. He was trying to cause some violence in the city, trying to overthrow the, gov the, the government of Rome. And the soldiers have already arrested him, he's in prison. So the people knew about Barabbas. So he said, okay, I'm going to give them option. So if, instead of facing the chief priest, face the crowd. Whom do you want me to receive? So you, Jesus, whom you say, Christ, your king, your Christ, or Barabbas? And the priest quickly said, say Barabbas, say Barabbas, say Barabbas, say Barabbas. Verse 18 for he knew that for envy they had delivered him. So when he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. Now, this was reported by Matthew. We do not know how that was, uh, how that got, how they got the word, how that the wife of Pontius Pilate sent to Pontius Pilate that he had a dream about this Jesus as a just man. Don't have anything to do with it. Because you know, he was the governor, he was, or his wife knew that he, as a governor, they are going to be bringing the case to him. They don't have anything to do with it. But, but the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whether of the twain will ye that I release unto you? So they said, Barabbas. Pilate said unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? He was asking them, What do you want me to do with Jesus then? They all say unto him, let him be crucified. I mean, the chief priests were leading the, the crowd. And the governor said, why? What evil has he done? Then they cried out the more, saying, let him be crucified. You see, those demons have taken over their mind now. The demon, Satan has got all these ancient spirits into the mind of all the people that are, that are gathered. According to, according to, including all these chief priests. The satanic spirits are there, rousing up people to cry out that let him be crucified. You see, it is spiritual than physical. You have to remember that. You may say, well, why do they say you should be crucified? The satanic spirits are already there, possessing, standing on their soldiers, making them say what they wanted to say. Because they thought we want to get rid of this man that is casting out. They don't know that they are, the devil doesn't, the satanic spirit doesn't know that they are stealing their own doom. Because Christ being crucified went with them to hell and took them over. Beat them up there. That was in the spirit now. But see, they thought they got him. They got him. The, the miracle worker that was casting out the demons, we got him. We got him. We killed him. Oh, they, they, they made a mistake. That's what the Bible said. They made a mistake. The Apostle Paul said, if the, if the principalities and powers of, if they have known him, they wouldn't have crucified, they wouldn't have killed the, the Lord of glory. But they didn't know. Verse 24 of Matthew chapter 27. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. Then answered all the people. Now, take note of this verse 25, because they were condemning themselves, the crowd of the people in Jerusalem, the crowd of the Jews. 
Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Now, if you say, if you, we plead the blood of Jesus to save us, but they are claiming the blood of Jesus as they are guilty of that blood. That's what it means. His blood be on us and on our children. And that exactly was what happened to them. Say, you, shall, you are ensnared by the word of your mouth. He said, his blood be on us and on our children. They are saying they are, they are, they are guilty of his blood. Pastor Spallet, you are not guilty. We, we are the ones that kill him. We are guilty of his blood. That's what they say. And our children too. I mean, they say we, they are going to inherit his, the guilt. So that's why when they were being destroyed, the whole of the, the, the Jews out of Jerusalem and their children that were born even, look, 40 years later, which is 80, 30, 30, by 80, 70, when they were all scattered, destroyed, the city was destroyed, that was their children. And them that are still alive among them were scattered worldwide. And the city destroyed. And the temple destroyed. That was, they are saying, they are guilty of his blood. Up to now, those that are still agreeing with those chief priests among the Jews, they are still guilty of his blood. Because I was watching a video on YouTube where one Jewish rabbi was confronting people that were wearing the T-shirt of Jesus in the session. Just claiming that Jesus was not there, that the, he believed that the rabbis that killed him were, were right, that he was somebody that was that deserved to be killed. They were, they were, he's, he's just part of those who that say, his blood be on us and on our children. That's how they inherited the guilt of crucifying the Messiah. The individual person, but not the people that believe, the, the Jews that believe Christ, then and now, that are turning to Christ as their Savior, they are now saved. Those who are still rejecting us as, as rejecting Him, that is not their Savior, they are, His blood is on them and on their children too, just like these Jews that said it on that day. And that was why God was still, God is just, you see in the, in the book of uh, the prophets, when the war will break up, the final war, they say the battle of Armageddon. The Bible said, half of the city shall be taken. Let's read that. So that you say, why? God, why, why are you going to save them? It was in the book of Zechariah. Let's read it. When are you going to save them, oh God? Look at what's happening. He said, I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. Chapter 14 of the book of Zechariah, the same Zechariah that talk about this uh, crucifixion of uh, the, being sold for 13 pieces of silver. So that's why you wonder why the Lord will allow this to happen to, the, even to this generation of believers, in a generation of uh, Jews that will be trying to defend Jerusalem. Verse chapter 14, let me read it to you so that you hear what it says. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. That is God talking. And what? And the city shall be taken. Is he going to let the city be taken? See now, in, look at what's happening right now in the in the history in the in that generation. This uh, the Jews in Jerusalem right now. They have their 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 capital is in Tel Aviv. They are now trying to take their capital to Jerusalem. Mr. Trump was. Supporting them to have their car to bring the capital back to Jerusalem. Yeah, they are doing that. But see, the war that is going to make the city be surrounded by soldiers has been prophesied by Zechariah, chapter 14 of Zechariah. He said, We gather all nations that look like United Nations. That war will break up in the end. 
against Jerusalem to bound, but uh, when we Lord deliver them, so I'm trying to point out. And the city shall be taken. He said, God will still allow the city to be taken. And the houses rifled. And the women ravaged. God is, just, God, God is just going to still be looking. Until half of the city shall go forth into captivity. So that's why I said, these so-called rabbinic Jews that are still saying Jesus is not their Messiah, many of them will be destroyed in that war. God will allow half of the city to be taken. And half of the city go into captivity. That means they are losing also. Before God step in, before God step in, why are you going to wait that long, Lord? Because there are still many of them who want to accept Jesus. They are still cursing. They are still blaspheming against the Lord Jesus Christ. Those that believe in their rabbinic Ananas and Caiaphas, they are still saying Jesus is not their Messiah. So that's why when the war broke out against Jerusalem, God will just be washing until half of the city is taken. That's what he said here in the book of Zechariah, chapter 14. Because when I read it many years ago, I said, why will you wait that long? Ah, because of why they are still not believing him. Even when we are preaching everywhere and they are seeing this thing, they say, no, Jesus is not their Messiah. And they are even blaspheming about our Lord Jesus Christ. So that's why we allow half of the city to be taken before God steps in. And say, and then the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. And say, when God is allowing them to be destroyed, to be taken away, like he knew those who are going to be destroyed. Those who just run to, into the hand of the soldier and be killed. But those who are humble and innocent and crying, God is kind of allowing the soldier to ward them off from danger. While they are the many half that God will come and defend. While those people that are still anti-Jesus will be saying they are defending the city and they will decide that happened in the say, 8070 also. All of those people that are believers that are in Jerusalem, they heard the prophecy of Jesus Christ, they fled the city. Why the anti-Jesus are uh, trying to defend the city and the Lord let them be wiped out and taken away and their children driven out of the land because the city belongs to Jesus. Jerusalem belongs to Jesus. It does not belong to the Muslims. It does not belong to the Jews that are there. It does not belong to the United Nations. It is the city of the great king. The Lord Jesus Christ is that great king. That I have pointed out that he is the one that has the triple crown ministry. Praise the Lord. So that's why I was wondering that Lord, we allow that to happen again to them. Half of the city will be taken and rifled before God steps in. So when it steps in, it is only those that are humble before, before God that will be left by the time God steps in. Now let's go back to chapter 27 that we are reading of Matthew. Where these people in Jerusalem one day they cried out and said, His blood be on us and on our children. And then that was exactly what happened. They, they are ensnared by the work, by the words of their mouth. Now, verse 26. I'm back to Matthew chapter 27. Verse 26. Then release him by that is Pontius Pilate released Barabbas unto them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Now I say, why would you scourge somebody before? Crucifying him. Now, and Matthew didn't explain it, just said he scourged him and then he leads to the crucified. When you look back into the other gospel, last other the marker in the book of Gospel of John, he wanted to just scourge him and let him go and release him. But they, after he scourged him, they said, No, don't let him go, kill him for us. So that's how it was, how it was, uh, how the drama you know, shaped on that day. But Jesus Christ already knew that he, he was going to be crucified. So 
but scourging forces for something purpose. According to Isaiah chapter 15, he was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace upon him. By his stripes, the striping of him before he went to the cross was for our healing, healing of our body. That's what the Bible already prophesied that this is the purpose why God allowed him to first be scourged. When you know you are going to crucify somebody, you don't scourge him. All the other uh, two thieves that were crucified with logic, they didn't scourge them. They just took them from the prison and went there to kill them. But why will you scourge somebody you have already condemned to be crucified? It's because it is for a purpose. By his stripes, we human beings that we believe were healed. That's what Isaiah chapter 53 already prophesied about that, verse 5. He himself took our infirmities, the bear our sickness upon himself. By his stripes, we were healed. Isaiah chapter 53. So that was why he was first scourged before he was even let go to be, to be crucified. Because Pilate couldn't release him. He thought, I will just scourge him and let him go. After he was scourged, they said, no, you can't let him go. We want you to crucify him. So then he has to still do their will and crucify him. Look like a double punishment. Yeah, the first one, scourging, is for the healing of our body. You take diseases away. Crucifying and shedding his blood is for, this, for our soul. To save us from hell and lake of fire. To bring a new heart to us. To wash away our sins. His blood is for a purpose. His stripes is for a purpose. For mankind, not just for the Jews, not just for one person, for the whole man race. As many as we believe. And thank God that we are believing. And only God can make you to believe. If you are a believer, you are a Jew that is hearing this, believe. And the Lord will save you. Verse 27. Matthew chapter 27. Now I'm in verse 27. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and they read in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hey, King of the Jews. Now, the crown of thorns that they put upon his head, that was how the Lord manifested to me in a, in a vision in my house. Several, almost several years ago now. We were in, I was in, the, in that vision. I was seeing the vision. I was sitting on my bed in my house. I saw myself sitting on my bed in this, my same room. The way my room looks, I was sitting down like that. My wife was sitting next to me on the bed, and we are praising the Lord in that vision. We are praising the Lord, singing praise to the Lord. And we are singing from the Spirit, and we are singing from the Spirit. And the door of our room just opened. And here walks in Jesus in white robe. White robe with a crown of thorns. Look like a crown of thorns. That was how we were And then in that white robe, we could see a red mark on his hand. A red mark on his hand. That's the 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 Napier sands and we could see on the feet a red mark on the because he was barefooted as he came in and we could see a red glow on the side here through that white robe we could see a red glow like a marker on the inside I just came in like that and we hugged him in that vision and and then it touched my lips praise the Lord and then the, we, the vision stopped and I woke up and I said, wow, the Lord is here. Of course, it's in our house. It's just manifested on that day. So now this is why he was still wearing that crown of thorns. This is a physical crown of thorns in that day, but that was now a glorified crown of thorns. But it was, it was uh, what you call a crown. Also, you can see all those things that look like 
turns around, you know, they make a crown turns, you see that in some pictures. That was what how he still showed that vision to he showed himself in that type of a, a, a manifestation with a crown of thorns and a white robe, and you can see the markers on his hands and his feet and his side glowing through that white robe. That make us to say, It's him, Jesus. And we just hug him and he hugged us on the bed, and then we woke up. I woke up. Vastari. So they were mocking him here on that person and say, hey, king of the Jews. The soldiers thought they were mocking him by making him look like a king, put a reed in his hand, put a crown of thorns upon his head and say, and put a white, you call it a scarlet robe. That's the word they think is good in that in their generation. The scarlet robe is what their king wear. And they put it upon him and say, king of the Jews. And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And they are, harassing him and after that they had mocked him they took the rope off, off from him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him and as they came out they found a man of Cyrene Simon by name him they compelled to bear his cross and those who just, just do whatever they like they see somebody and they compel him come and carry the cross because actually when you see it, it looks like he in some other place he he fell down and it looked like he was so weak somebody that has not eating for almost all after that dinner and the last supper. They have been praying. They have never slept all night. And they now whip him and then they put him to carry this every 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 cross. So and say when after he fell down he said well then somebody has carried the cross. So that was how it was reported in another place. Verse 33. And when they were come unto the a place called Golgotha, that is to say a place of a skull. They gave him vinegar to drink, mingled with gall, and when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. Everything that was, that was done was already prophesied many years before it happened. Even the clothes that was, he wore, that they, they tore into pieces and, and cast lots for the one that they didn't want to tear, was prophesied in the book of Psalms. Where it was said in Psalm 22, you look at it in Psalm 22, verse 8, it said, They parted my garments among them, and upon my virtue they did cast lots. Now, Psalm 22 was talking basically about the crucifixion of Messiah. Everything there, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Is the beginning of that Psalm 22. And that was exactly what it was supposed that he said also on the cross. So it was the Holy Ghost called, talking through the mouth of David the king. Everything that will happen to the Messiah, or the Messiah himself talking through the mouth of, of David, what will happen to him when he comes and be born among them. Verse 36. And sitting down, the soldiers sat down, they washed him there, and set up over his head his accusation written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then were there two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and another on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads, and saying, Ha ha, thou that destroyed the temple, and build it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests, mocking him with the scribes and elders, said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. 
He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now. If he will have him. But he said, I am the son of God. The thieves also, which were crucified with him, cast the same in his teeth. Now, this is how Matthew reported. He didn't mention the one thief said this and the other thief said that, which you will see in the other gospel. Because one thief said that if you are the son of God, save yourself and so And us, why the other thief said, remember me when thou come to your kingdom. And the, and the Lord Jesus Christ said that one. But Matthew, that wrote this gospel of Matthew, didn't say that. He just said, all the thieves were saying something about him too. Verse 45. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. Sixth hour, as was 12 noon, ninth hour was 3 p.m. So the three-hour darkness over the land is what Matthew said was happening and reported it. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Now that was chapter, that was Psalm 22, verse 1. Psalm 22, verse 1. Now the Lord actually cried that one out physically on the cross. Now we believe that he was, that many people have preached that, that we believe that the Father just cannot see the blood, that the blood of the, the cannot see sin. The Father cannot see, cannot see sin. The sin of the whole world in the spirit now, like a bag of trash. Represent the sin of the whole world was put upon the Messiah on the cross, upon the soul of the Messiah on the cross. Invisible, it's a, it's a spiritual thing. And the Father can't look at it because that's sin. But he has to carry that and dump it into the hells of hellfire. And that was really why he had to go to that, to the cross and die and carry, in the spirit, he has to carry the weight, the sin of the whole world to hell and dump it there and come back alive. That was, you see the movie that some of these people are writing, they say the, the, the Lord of the Rings. I watched that movie when it was many years ago, where they said a, 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 an evil ring, a ring that was doing magic, evil, that to be dumped into the fire of uh, whatever they call the name of the fire. Murdoch or Moho or something like that. And some people have to carry that ring and the devils are trying to stop them so they don't, they don't throw that. And in the end, they will get to that place and throw that ring away. That was symbolic. They are trying to demonstrate what, what happened that Messiah has to carry the sin of the whole world into hell and dump into hell for But Can he come back? Because people that died, they never come back. So he could come back by himself. That was the only way he can be saved. He came back by himself. Whereas every human being they go there and they never come back because the devils, they are controlling hell. Also. But he said, I have power to lay down my life and I have the power to take it again. No man take my life from me. So that exactly is why the Messiah has to die and, and why he has to carry the sin of the whole world and dump it onto that fire of hell. Came back by himself, led captivity captive, and now he's the Lord of all because Satan has to bow. Because he took them captive there in the hell. You have to listen to some of the other sermons that I have preached to see even my own testimony where I was shown that gate of hell and the Lord said, don't enter there. And the Lord delivered me. But see, only the Messiah can, can go in there and come back alive by himself. And the Lord is great. Psalm verse 47. I'm reading Matthew chapter 27 verse 47. Some of them that stood there when they heard that said, this man called for Elias when they heard Haley, Haley. They thought he was calling Elias. 
And straight away, one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar, put it on a reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, let be. Let us see whether Elias will come to save him. Verse 50. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. Now, this is the place, the only place where it was reported that the graves were opened. Matthew reported it, just like it was also reported in Matthew chapter 21 that I pointed out that. Uh, that when Christ came into the temple and hearing him as king, and he went and took over the, the control of the temple by driving out all those that are buying and that are selling in that temple, and the, the, lame, the blind and the lame come to meet him in the temple, he, he healed them. It was, it was fulfilling the ordinance that unless you can take away the blind and the lame, you cannot be a king over here. And he was the only one that can take away the blind and the lame, and then he has the triple crown, became the priest because he took over the control of the temple. He is the prophet, he has been preaching as a prophet. And his king he came in and he hailed as Hail, Hosanna to the king of the son of David. The son of David is the king. Now, here also Matthew reported that the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection. They didn't, came out, they didn't come out before he rose again. It was after he rose again that he called them out of the graves and went to the holy city and appeared unto men in this graves, these people that was the saints that came out of the resurrection, came out of the graves, they said they appeared unto many people in the city. Now, where were they after that? They went up with him to glory. Now, like I pointed out some of my sermons, the 24 elders most likely are the people that were in that category. I strongly believe that. That's my own belief. Those 24 elders who had seen in the book of Revelation chapter 4 and 5, they very likely they were the group that came out from the graves because they were called elders. They were human beings. And they said, that has redeemed us. us. They are saying that they were part of the redeemed. Also, in their own blood. So they, they, are, they are classified as the first fruit along with Christ, the first fruit of the resurrection. The, and like I said, another some of mine, the resurrection has already started. The, 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 the harvesting has already started. The first fruit of the resurrection is already taking place. Christ is the first fruit of the resurrection. When he came out and the people that he brought out with him went up. These are the first fruit of the resurrection. The resurrection is the beginning. It started harvesting of the planet Earth has already started. So we are now waiting for the rapture, which is general harvest. General harvest. Verse 54. I'm reading Matthew chapter 27, I'm now in verse 54. Now, when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. And many women were there beholding afar off, which followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering unto him. Among which was Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Joseph and the mother of Sibylus. You can just see perplexity in the in the mind of all these women. Many of them came along thinking that this is it. This is it. The kingdom that we are waiting for is about to show up. But they were following. They didn't know what was really going to happen. But he has been telling them the Son of Man will be crucified, will be, will be killed, betrayed, delivered unto the Gentiles, killed, and the third day will rise again. 
But they can understand that. Because they are thinking, we are going to Jerusalem now, when the kingdom is about to start. The kingdom, what kingdom? They don't know. You see, he's going to take over the, so, the kingship and the Roman Empire, we have, to, we have to let go. All of those things, they really don't know what is going to happen, but when this break into break up and the rulers arrested him and they are seeing, they are now just at the back watching what's going on. They are just perplexed. Especially the women. The men fled that are disciples, they fled because they thought they would be arresting us too. Also. But the women are not running away because you know, they are not, not running after women. But the disciples, the 12 apostles that were always with him, they thought by arresting their boss, they are going to be coming after us. So that was why they scatter everybody around. They are afraid for their life. But the women, they didn't run, but they just standing at a distance watching. They were perplexed. The kingdom, what's going to happen to the kingdom we are talking about? Verse 57, now let's go to verse 57. When the evening was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb. Now, Matthew said it was his own new tomb. This rich man was the one that dug that tomb for himself, which he had hewn out in a rock, and he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulchre and departed. Now you see, you see, well, the Bible has already prophesied that he will be buried with the rich, crucified with the criminals, but buried among the rich. But, uh, Joseph of Arimathea was the one that, owned, according to Matthew, he owned that, uh, that sepulchre. So he just got the body and put it in the old sepulchre. When, when it's time for himself to be buried, just bury him with him. That's what many of the people will do. But Jesus Christ came out, he doesn't need any borrowed sepulchre, he didn't need the sepulchre, he came out alive by himself. Verse 61 said, And there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting over against the sepulchre. So they were there, they watched to know where they are being, they are following every step to, to, the, to the end. The women are noted for that, they follow all the way to the end. When men scatter, some women will still stand and go follow to see the end because they, most likely people always take them as innocent. Verse 62. Now the next day that followed the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate saying, Sir, we remember that that deceiver, they are calling the logical the deceiver, see, said while he was yet alive, after three days I will rise again. So they even believe that, they even know that, they had that. I mean, they were, they were hearing what he said, but uh, they know, they, they had that he said that. I'm saying he said he's going to destroy the temple and build up the They even know the, the, they could link the two. Command therefore that the sepulchre be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, he is risen from the dead. So the last error shall be worse than the first. Pilate said unto them, Ye have a watch, go your way, make it as sure as you can. So they went and made the sepulchre sure, sealing the stone, setting a watch. I mean, they have their own soldiers or police that always guard the temple and say, Well, go use, use your own soldiers. So they went, and those are the soldiers that went and arrested Jesus also. 
They were, you don't need uh, old soldiers, you go and use your old soldiers to, to wash the place. So they went and sealed up the second car and washed the place. That was chapter 27, that was the end of chapter 27, and this, the next chapter is the resurrection and the, and the ascension. I pray that the Lord will give you more insight, but this is true. Matthew may record it one way, but and John reported it one way, Mark reported it one way, Luke reported it one way, but they are all pointing to the same thing. Jesus Christ was crucified for us. He died and was buried, and the third day he rose again for our justification. And every part of the way, every step of the way, they are pointing to prophecies that have been fulfilled, that was prophesied many hundred years of time before Christ came. They pointed to that Bible verses. Psalm 22 talk about how he was crucified, he was crying on the cross, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? That was prophesied by Daniel, by, by David in the book of Psalm 22, that they will, they will part all my garments and for my vessel they cast lot, and it was done exactly like the soldiers did for his garment. Those were prophesied in the book of Psalms. People are reading the Psalms in the, before Christ came, they thought it was just a song. They're just singing the song, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? And they say, maybe it's just a, a solemnity prayer. That's the Holy Ghost was prophesying. But all of those things were done. All of those things were done so that it might be fulfilled what was already planned by God. I will continue this in the next chapter, chapter 28. God bless you.